Welcome to Authentic Alchemy, the place where we tap into infinite possibilities and attract your deepest desires. I am your host, Emily Burke, and if you have found yourself here, congratulations. You've just taken a step towards your next up level and expansion. On this show, we dive into all things manifestation, shadow work, spirituality, personal growth, and creating your most authentically you dream life. Well done for choosing you by pressing play today. Now let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Alchemy. I'm so incredibly grateful that you're here. I'm so humbled that you're listening to the show. Um, I'm forever appreciative for every single person that tunes in. Um, It really does uh, light me up being able to be here and it's really exciting um, inviting new people in and it's really beautiful seeing people coming back each week and listening to the show. And I'm really, really excited because recently um, I popped a post on my uh, Instagram uh, story asking uh, about who would be interested in more education and understanding um, around conscious parenting and how we can connect to our children. And I have listened to you all (laughs) and I'm really, really excited to invite on um, the beautiful Emily Robinson to the show and she is the founder of Intuitive Parents, Intuitive Kids. She's a mother of three children, a qualified academic teacher, energy healer and shamanic creator and after nearly burning herself out and being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, she changed her life and her family's life completely. With over 15 years experience in the holistic healing and self-development space, she helps parents and their kids work through difficult relationships heal inner trauma and access their inner voice and their intuition. I am so incredibly grateful that Emily's here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am really excited to talk to all your listeners today and hopefully inspire them a little bit to really trust their intuition and lead themselves in their parenting. So yay. Oh, so I asked this question of all of my guests to start us off, and that is, what does authenticity mean to you? Oh, such a good question. Um, to me, authenticity is really about trusting ourselves and our own inner voice and then showing up in the world and taking action from a place that really matches that energy. I think it's so easy to get caught up taking action from a place of where we should do things and we have to do things and that to me always feels a little bit disjointed and we sort of almost like trick ourselves into thinking oh we're being authentic but the truth is we're not really aligned with the actual energy of our Mm. own inner voice so to me definitely authenticity is that place where we know that what we truly believe and know to be true inside is reflected in the way that we're showing up in the world. So, so, so good. I love, I love that because that I've always kind of said it was one thing that like first kind of came to me when I got into the, you know, uh, personal development and spiritual space was have a look at what's being reflected back to you in your physical reality and that's kind of like what's going on within. And, and, you know, when you do live from that really authentic place, it you're able to take actions and then create your reality around you um, from that authentic truth. So that's such a beautiful, beautiful answer. Um, can you, for our listeners who haven't met you before and not in your world, can you give us a little bit um, of a backstory as to who you are, how you got here today and how you serve in the world in as much or as little detail as feels uh, feels good to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was born in the UK. I moved, I live in Australia now, I've been here for nine years. So I actually met my husband when I was backpacking. When I was about 18, I had kind of a breakdown really like I had pushed myself so hard in life to achieve and strive for validation 
And I was a grade A student that just hit the point where burnout happened. Um, And it was a pretty young age to really be in that place of turmoil. And I was already involved in a lot of um, kind of spiritual healing work because my mum, bless her, was very much involved in that. But I, I did grow up in a Christian family. My dad's side of the family was very Christian. So I always had this real feeling in life of like, oh, I don't quite understand where I belong and I didn't fit in anywhere. And so when I was 18 and I kind of just everything was collapsing, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm going traveling. I've had enough. <laughs> my poor parents now, I think, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. I traveled the world and um, yeah, I met my husband in Australia when I was backpacking in a bar like you do. And um, yeah, I came back to the UK, went to university and um, I became a teacher. I knew I wanted to teach. It was in my blood. I just love teaching. And I decided I really didn't want to work with people. I wanted to work with animals. I thought that would be much, much safer. I didn't have to deal with people's crap. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And so I was an animal behaviorist and I did a lot of work with um, dog training and learning a lot about um, the biology and kind of just the way that animals behave. And what was really funny was as I moved more into working with energy healing with animals, I realized that a lot of the problems with animals actually stem from their owners. It's like, damn it, I've actually got to help these people. (laughs) And so I was working for a university and a college and um, my day job was as a lecturer teaching animal science, animal behavior. I had, um, you know, classes of like 60 students. Um, It was really full on as a teacher. You would know that just how much is involved in planning and prep and marking and I really hit a point where my life was in that daily grind and I was back in the same pattern of striving and pushing and hustle. Um, And then I fell pregnant with my beautiful son, Tom, who is just about to turn 13. And at the same time as that, I actually set up an animal healing business. And so I was running the business. I had my son. I was also working still for the college and the university and I just couldn't do it. I literally hit a point where my body, one thing after another, I was in hospital multiple times with various different things. And eventually I got this really rare form of cancer. And I, I was literally told you have to go to hospital tomorrow to start chemo. That's it. Like there's no, no options. It's that or, you know, you're not going to live. Um, and so it was like a massive roadblock. It was like, you have not listened to all these signs that your body's been trying to give you. And as a healer, it was a really interesting reflection because a lot of people were still in that mindset of, well, you do energy healing. Like why, you know, surely you can just heal yourself. Why are you having chemo? Why are you going through this process? And it was a really humbling opportunity I think to come back to that reality that we are still human we still have our human conditions and our human patterns and we still get to make choices about the way that we show up as the human even though we're also working in you know an energetic world um, and that level of alchemy and manifestation is possible but we have to be aligned which is that authentic expression that we talked about at the beginning and so it was nearly 10 years ago now um we decided to move to australia we emigrated back to be near chris's family and my whole life has done a complete 180 in that time so i now homeschool my children so i have three kids now i have two daughters that were born here in australia and i went from being a very academic minded I will do everything by the book and my children will go to private school and be grade A students and (laughs) to pretty much having to decondition my whole ideals around education. And yeah, we've been homeschooling now for six years. So that has become a way of life and one sort of pocket of the matrix that I feel like I've really stepped out of. And then about a year ago we actually decided to also sell our property where we were living and we now live on the road full time so we don't have a house we don't actually own a home um we have a home on wheels (laughs) 
And so, yeah, we're literally traveling around Australia and just going where we go and doing what we do and actually having that opportunity to, again, sort of take another step back from the kind of matrix conditioning and looking at a lot of the patterns and a lot of the lifestyle choices that many people feel they don't have control over. It's like, this is my life. This is how it has to be. And this is what we will do because that's what society says is normal. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like looking back thinking, oh my God, if you'd said to me 10 years ago, you're going to emigrate, you're going to homeschool three children, you're going to, you know, not have a home and like be just traveling around, I would have just laughed. I'd have been like, yeah, right, sure, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that that's kind of where we are now. So I, yeah. I'm here in WA at the moment, very, very hot, (laughs) enjoying the beaches, but it's very, very hot. Um, And yeah, also running the business and single parenting because my husband still flies backwards and forwards for work. So there's a lot of different things that I now juggle and teach and support. And yeah, that's pretty much life in a nutshell. So Amazing. That is so incredible and the thing that's like really I could go down so many rabbit holes with your story (laughs) because that was an incredible story I really want to like stick with um this uh old doing like what's outside the expected as Mm. you know a parent and it's so interesting I've really um and again very similar like I for a very long time, I was like the school system. I believe in the public school system. And, and here in Australia, we have a really beautiful public school system. And it, it's still a public school system where there's a lot to be left to be desired for sure. Um, and I you know, came from that where I was like, homeschooling, like, why would you do that? And there's all these, like, I'd, I'd very, and very, very, um, one-sided views on what that looks like. And it, and, I, for a really long time, was very adamant that I didn't want to have children. And um, I have two beautiful stepchildren and I adore them. And quite recently, my partner and I have decided that that is what we do want to do. And and I, I, I really do feel the call to be a mother. And I have gone through and am still going through this process of going, because I think a lot of it came from, well, I don't want to bring up children in this way that I see most people doing it and, and and you know this well then I would have having kids would mean that it would look like this and and this is the way that this would happen and really I've been able to kind of uh use the tools that I do know around I get to create any life that I want I get to design my life the way that I want to design it and I've come and I've kind of gone hmm, well if I'm going to be a mother I can do that in whatever way I want to do that and and I, I'm sure that there are going to be a million and one moments where expectations are placed on me and judgments are going to be placed on me because what I see that looking like is very different from the norm. So I would love to hear from you. What are some of the um, like common themes you see come up around women around doing what is expected um, in parenthood? Yeah, look, I think um, in any any kind of way, shape or form, society places conditions on women in general on mothers yes there's definitely um the the feeling of I think no matter what you do you will not be right you know if you're a breastfeeding mother that's great but don't breastfeed past this date because then your child's too old and you shouldn't be breastfeeding or if you're not a breastfeeding mother it's like oh well you should have breastfed because now your child is going to be you know inept because they you know they didn't get this it's just whatever you do you will be wrong um, and I think that goes for being a stay-at-home mum, you know, then you don't have a job. So you're not, you know, you're kind of obsolete or you're just a stay-at-home mum. But then equally, if you're working and trying to juggle being a mum, well, now you're not giving to your children. I think no matter which way you look at it, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, and this is where Intuitive Parents, Intuitive Kids was really born from this place of can we as mums really learn to lean in to our intuition to our knowing and what feels right for us and that isn't going to stay the same it might be that today 
putting your children in the school system feels the right decision because of the nature of where you live or how your life is set up and that's okay and in a year's time you might go you know what this isn't working for us now my intuition my gut feeling is it's time to try something new let's try homeschooling um and i think there's definitely this feeling that we as mothers and as humans in general have kind of a, a, a feeling like we have to make a choice and then if we backtrack on that choice or we decide to do something differently that you know we need to justify that or that we're failing mm. but you said you were going to do this thing and now you're doing that it's like yes because my intuition is in flow and it's always changing and it's always moving and that's okay and what happens is that in society you know, we are programmed to judge and compete and to think, oh, well, why is that mum doing it that way? Maybe I'm not enough now because I'm not doing it that way. Um, and this is something that's conditioned into us from a very early age where it's, you know, that comparisonitis feeling. I mean, you get that in the entrepreneurial space, you get that in, you know, the, the sports and competition space. Like it's, it's something that as parents, we have to navigate for ourselves first and then be able to step into that leadership role to support our kids when they experience that in the world. Um, and so I really think that now in this new age, in this in this new earth energy where we are really being called to stand in our sovereignty and to not necessarily be the sheep and follow what we're being told all the time, like there's a lot of questioning you know a lot of people are coming into that more awakened and aware space since covid and i think that is such a blessing because now when we see it we get to choose you know we all get to choose we get to stand up and go wow isn't that interesting that i'm feeling i should do this because that's what people expect mm -hmm. but because i have the awareness i get to now choose how I step forward and what I'm creating and what I want to manifest and, and alchemize with this energy. And I think to me, that is what being an intuitive parent is. Every single day, there is stuff that gets thrown at you from society, from your kids, from your own inner child that's having a fight like, ah! <laughs> you know, I can't cope. I don't know what to do. And I think it's all safe when we allow ourselves that grace to actually just be with it and go wow I'm still a good mum you know mum guilt is such a real thing and so many parents layer themselves with the feeling of failure because they're not measuring up but the truth is there's no such thing as being a perfect parent you know it is about parenting with presence and presence is tuning into your intuition and realizing that you get to make the choices every single day you know, trying to measure up to this bar of being this perfect parent that doesn't exist just creates a gap all the time. So you feel like you're failing. You feel like you're not doing a good enough job. You're not allowed to lose it. You're not allowed to have bad days. It's rubbish. There is not a single person, not a single mother out there in, in the world that does not have a bad day. Whatever they portray on social media, whatever it looks like, it's not true. And I think if more people showed up in that raw expression authentically and were like, you know what, today I lost my shit because I just had nothing. That's mm. the truth. And then how do we parent from that place? That's mm. really what my work is about. It's about saying you are perfect how you are and we get to choose how we use this, how we alchemize this energy and teach our kids that as we go. There are so many really important things that you just said. I actually like took notes because I was like, I'm going to forget <laughs> this. Like one thing you just said is, you know, around that like perfectionism piece and like the that idea that there's like being the perfect mother. Nobody's child is the same. Everybody has a, a different um you know, different like like each child is an individual who needs a different mother and 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 this is also this is something I heard I can't even remember who I heard it from um it might have been like a, an Instagram post or something like that but it was you know your your children will have a different mother like you're a different mother sometimes to your 
to your children because they're different people, um, which is so important. And this idea of, of being perfect, like you said, doesn't exist. And there was one really important thing that you said there, which is very much um, in line with the work that I do of, of this idea of not being allowed to change your mind. Like you're supposed to like decide that this is what you're going to do. And then if you change your mind, you've somehow made some kind of mistake. And the thing is, is, is particular as, as beings, but particularly as women, we're like, I like to think of us as like shapeshifters. We are like ever evolving, shapeshifting, like the feminine is in flow and moves and changes and when she's like fully expressed, she could change her mind like that. And when like, and be unapologetic about it because you are allowed to change your mind. Like things change. You're not stagnant. There's like, even if you feel like you're not changing, you are, the world around you is changing and you're, so I think that that's a really, really important piece there is that permission to change your mind. And we see it in so many areas. I know that I felt it, it was like a I loved teaching. I loved teaching. I still have elements of me that loves being in the classroom. So when I decided that I didn't want to be there anymore, it was like I spent four years at uni and taught for three years. Now it's been five years and I'm just going to change my mind completely. It was, it it honestly felt a little bit like I had failed because I was like, I was supposed to have decided that that's what I was going to do. Yeah. I had exactly the same experience leaving an animal, like my whole degree, my whole life. Like I left everything behind 10 years ago. And I'm like, same thing of that imposter syndrome of like, what, what are you doing? Like you invested so much energy, time, resources in that life. And now you've just decided to do something completely different. Yeah. And it's it's an identity, isn't it? It's shedding an identity. And sometimes the identity is not true. That was just what we thought we were going to do. And I I look at it now as stepping stones. Yeah. I just think, yeah, but you are a teacher. You are still teaching. It's just yeah. a different format. And so you needed that experience and that knowing. And, you know, I just love it because I think, wow, isn't that alchemy? Yeah that is alchemy like we took what we did and the and the feelings that come up that are like crunchy like oh I've I've disappointed people or I've let people down or I've got this bloody student loan that I've got to pay off for this thing that I'm not even doing anymore and then you take all of that that energy and those feelings and the emotion and then we get to alchemize it into something bloody incredible that's that's what I see I'm like wow how lucky are we that we get to be that aware to really hold that energy and we create gold out of something that could be a disaster and people falling into a pit of depression over things like this mm-hmm. um and I think that level of awareness it's fantastic that you know we get to show up and be like wow look you can take these pieces that you see as a failure that you see as challenges and make them the path mm-hmm. you know make these the stepping stones to your greatness it's yeah amazing yeah it's it's really 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 powerful and I think that it's um I I can imagine you know like again while I'm not a a mother myself I I work with children so I am always talking to mums um and that kind of um shame that I think a lot of the might not even be shame but just those like crunchy feelings that we feel around um doing something that 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 may not make sense to anybody else and the thing is is in in the work that I that I've done and just in in the world when you go and do something else the people around you may not understand it because they're attached to who you were and the thing is and you kind of touched on this before is the world is changing and there are whatever your kind of thing is that you've your intuition is calling you to to move into there are millions of other people who are on the same page and who are excited to connect with you and love you for that and want to help you on that journey. And yet we so often just talk to and surround ourselves and stay with the people who are attached to those old versions of ourselves. Um, I know that's not a question, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that and like finding, you know, um, some sense of, uh, I guess, groundedness and community for the mamas out there who were like, 
I think I want to do this a little bit different to what I've I've been told that I should do this. Yeah, look, I think that is in every aspect too, again, the place of, wow, I'm having a realisation that the way my life is is not how I want to, to go now. And then it's like, wow, where do I find, where is that place? Where do I go? Like, how do I find that? And I think, again, your intuition always leads you to the right place, to the right spot where it's like, oh, wow, this person just popped up and here I am and I found a little niche that I can lean into. Um, And I think the more and more and more that we learn to build a relationship with ourselves as parents, the more confidence we have and we compound that confidence into bravery, into stepping up and going, you know what? Yeah, I didn't, when I first thought about homeschooling, I had all the fears and the doubts and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to fail my children and they're not going to be socially, you know, able to interact and (laughs) all these things, stereotypical things that went through my head. And I think the really important piece of any, anybody's journey, whether you're a mother or not a mother, is learning to build a relationship with yourself and with fear. Because every single time you hit a point of wanting to expand beyond what you know, which is is everybody, you know, oh, this is my little circle of friends and this is my environment that I live in and my home and my town and my the school and, you know, everything that you do. The moment that you want to expand beyond that, the moment you want to step out of that, you are going to experience fear you're going to experience discomfort your nervous system is going to react and have a response that puts you in a space of oh god I don't think I can do it because and there'll be a list of yeah buts yeah but I can't because you know my husband doesn't agree with me or you know the school won't let me or if we do this you know we won't have enough money or whatever the excuses are that pop up they are conditioned responses to keeping you safe And I think when we start to build a relationship with our intuition, we start to trust ourselves and very, very slowly take very little steps towards being authentic in that aligned action. That's when you start to see, oh God, I didn't die. Oh God, my children are okay, like on the other side. And incrementally, you begin to see the result. You begin to see that your intuition was right, that what you decided to do was taking you closer to what your truth is. But you have to be prepared to walk with the fear initially. You have to be prepared to get uncomfortable. You have to be prepared to actually extend outside of that little box that essentially we get caught in um because it feels that that's comfort that's okay that's safe um and so making fear your friend is you know one of the practices I like to to do with clients around how can I help you to really expand yourself into this space of making choices aligned with your truth because we can all sit and channel oh yeah I know what I want to do but how many people actually take the action And that's where the disconnect comes between really manifesting your dreams and just having a dream. And I think that piece of the puzzle is so important and we don't necessarily have the skills that we haven't been taught that. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things for me as a mum that I know my children are going to have naturally inbuilt because that's how I show up. It's not because I've taught them. It's not because we sit down every day and meditate and It's because they watch me leading my life in a way that's empowered, in a way that has the meltdowns and has the experiences, the whole experience, the good, the bad and the ugly. And then we talk about it and then they watch me alchemize that. They don't see me just show up as I've got it all together and everything's great and we're going to do this and this just happened. It's like, no, they watch how I've had to make really hard choices and then there's a big emotional meltdown because that stressed me out and they see that happen. And then they see how we rebuild. They see how you create a new foundation. And those are the skills. That's what creates empowered children that are going to be the next leaders that are going to go out there in the world and actually be able to hold themselves and have the confidence to stand up in the playground to the bully or, 
learn how to you know not internalize someone else's opinion and place that on themselves and go oh, I'm a bad kid or because those are natural experiences that will happen but they're watching all the time in a lifestyle choice that is embedding the skills and it's mm-hmm. not something that we're physically teaching it's something that I'm doing for me and I really believe as a as a mum we've actually got it backwards like we come into the world as a parent our children arrive and we think our job is to parent them it's like how can I raise these children how can I parent them but actually the truth is they're here to raise us they are here to shine a light back to us to show us our trigger points to show us where we're still triggered by our inner child by the way we were parented by the fact that they're not going to listen particularly these new children that are coming in their vibration is so high that they trigger everything about us that wants to be in control that wants to be very authoritarian that wants them to just listen and do as they're told they're not going to Mm -hmm. because the new earth is all about us raising our vibration and alchemizing the density so Mm -hmm. Truth be told, like now parenting isn't about parenting our children. It's about parenting ourselves. And that actually creates this incredible relationship and bond with our kids because now they're feeling a connection energetically, emotionally. They're like, wow, we're shedding so many layers of this conditioning that just doesn't serve us. And when we do that, they actually feel it they they're seeing us open our hearts open our energy system opens and they get to then feel that as a child going wow and that's what they're you know assimilating their life to is the way that you're showing up as that parent so for me it's a journey of exploration and really leaning in more and more and more to those relationships that we build internally and then that is a reflection exactly like you said at the beginning of what you see in the world it's like that is a direct reflection of what's going on inside wow you have said so many incredible things that I'm like I want to like that on repeat (laughs) like listen to it like over and over again it's so interesting and children learn from and this is coming from an educator (laughs) Children learn by what they see. They are watching you. And I say this not to scare you, but as a teacher, I know, like, I know what's going on at home. Like, and the kids don't need to tell me anything. You know, we they are reflecting back and they are modeling and watching everything that you do and they are feeling your energy. They can sense your energy. And again, like I said, that's not said to scare you. That's actually a beautiful opportunity because you can preach to them all day long about needing to calm down, about needing to learn how to listen, about learn, you know, you need to eat your vegetables. What are you doing? (laughs) And I have this conversation with my partner all the time um because we've got you know he's got two beautiful children and we have the conversation on a regular basis about how we're showing up about what we're showing them we can't control what's happening at the other home but we can control what they see from us and um and what we're not showing them as well you know something that we've started to realize is that we don't really show them, not that we we don't really have disagreements very often at all um but we've, you know, made a conscious effort that if we are having like a a disagreement about something, that we're not hiding it from them because we want them to actually see that we can not agree on something, have a conversation about it and move through it and that we still love each other and that we're there for each other in a really healthy way because neither of us saw that growing up. Yeah. He he saw nothing, you know, in terms of like arguments really from his parents. And I saw, I had divorced parents who fought and then got divorced. So like, we didn't see that at all. And that's just like one example of how, you know, we're, we're really wanting to choose to be really present. And it's obviously something that we're then um, having more conversations around, you know, as we 
in the next few years move into having our own children at home all the time about, well, okay, well, this is a really beautiful opportunity where we get to really look at ourselves and go, well, who are we showing up as for ourselves um, to model what we want our children to grow up as and and not just go in, in, into it blindly because I think most people do and that's okay. We weren't taught any different. We weren't taught to to really th- th- that that's how children learn. It's like this do as I say, not as I do, you know, Um and it's really, really, really powerful stuff when you start to to just be human. Go yeah. and I, I listened on a um, podcast recently. I can't remember the the woman, but she's a um, like a parenting expert, and, and she was incredible. And she said, "There's no shame in in going to your kids. Hey, I I know that this is how I've been, you know, dealing with this situation up until now, and." it's actually not feeling good anymore. And I've been learning about some, some new ways of, you know, whether it be you know, quote unquote discipline or like, you know, any, anything um, that you're doing going, Hey, I'm going to like give this a go. And, and, you know, if you see that I'm not really like, like standing by that, you know, let me know, like, and actually be a human being, like let them know that you're not perfect. Like, yeah, you know, it's um yeah and like I do that I do that in the um in the classroom all the time I will just be like uh I've I can't remember what I did or I'll make a mistake and I go yep I'm a human being like and I encourage the kids like if I have made a mistake that and they love it not in a oh my god but it's they they see that I'm a human and that I make mistakes you know and if I've you know been reactive for instance I will come, I I make it my mission to come back and say, hey, I'm really sorry that I, you know, responded in that way or that I didn't have time to actually listen to you in that moment. I'm here now. I was, I was a little bit grumpy before. I'm here now and I'm listening to you. And it builds such an incredible connection because I think we're, you know, taught that as children that the grown-ups in our lives are like perfect and that they don't make mistakes and that they're just they're right and they're not wrong and if something's wrong then it must be that we did something wrong and yeah. it's so so powerful when we just let ourselves be human i think um there is so much place in our society to invite conversation like in one of the programs we run we have the ABCs and A stands for being in alignment. B is about bringing balance and C is about creating conversations. Mm-hmm. And all those three things actually create the relationship. People say, you know, the, the number one thing when I ask families that I work with, what, what do you want to create? I just want presence. Like I want to be calm, but I want to have this presence and this loving connection with my kids. And I'm like, okay, so let's look at what's happening you know where's the conversations oh we don't talk about that exactly like you described showing that it's okay to have an argument it's okay to actually you know show emotion you know and part of what I see a lot of is parents looking for tools doing tools programs and going oh I've got all the tools now I know how to to do emotional resilience you know and and teach my kids about feelings then when I say to them, but hang on, what happens when you have big feelings? Oh, well, I just go in the bedroom and, you know, I get upset or they're in bed or, and I'm like, well, how are you modeling that behavior? How are you modeling those feelings for them if they're not seeing it, if you're not showing up with the big feelings? And I actually had this experience with my son after it was probably about a year of homeschooling. They've been talking a lot about growth mindset and he was struggling with a few things, you know, he hated writing and story writing and narratives. And I was like, mate, you just, you know, we all make mistakes and we're, we're just learning. We're growing our brain, like all these statements. And there was this one day and I had just, I don't know what happened. I can't even remember, but I'd lost it. Like I was just so cross about something. And I remember being in the kitchen and I was like, just crying I was like oh my god I'm such a bad mum like I just had that mum guilt come up and it was it was at the beginning of my journey with intuitive parenting so I was still in that place where there was a lot of my own triggers that I hadn't worked through 
And he came up to me and he's like, what's wrong, mum? And I said, I just, I feel like I'm a really bad mum. And he looked at me and he said, oh, my God, it's making me teary. He said, mum, you're not a bad mum. You just made a mistake. And I was like, oh, my God, my kid is eight. And he's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like looking at me and he's like, you, you know, you just made a mistake, mum. Like, we all make mistakes. And it was just that moment where you feel like you've been like teaching them these things, but you're like, is it going in? You know, it's very passive. And it was that that real clarity moment of, oh my God, I have actually taught him this skill. He's applied it. It wasn't like he was reflecting back about me trying to write a story or, you know, something. It was in a moment where I was fully emotional and expressing myself in in the truth in that moment I felt like I was failing and my own son was able to hold that space for me and say you're not you know and I was like wow that that was one of those moments where I was like this is a thing like this needs to be out there parents need to see this and learn this um and the truth of the journey is that it isn't about the tools the tools are important. Yes, we can have all the tools. We can learn all the skills. But if we're not prepared to lean into ourselves, into the shadow work, into the triggers, into what it is in ourselves that is really creating the reactiveness, mm. the tools are not going to help. They will help put a Band-Aid on. They will help to a level. But really what we're looking for in this deep, deep connection place is authenticity it's being completely stripped back being vulnerable with your children not treating them like they're children and they don't understand so we won't even mention it or of course we're age appropriate but it's like they are beings of energy too they are feeling it if you get up in the morning and you're cranky as hell and you've just had a bad night's sleep and you're irritable they already know that before you even start the day they are like something isn't right because they felt the energy and very often, that's the day that they'll play up. They'll go, you know, smear Nutella on the wall or, <laughs> you know, do something because you're not on top of your game. Your energy is not there. But mm. if you have the awareness to get up and go, oh, my God, I am irritable. I can just feel it, especially as mums. We are hormonal. We have a cycle. You know, it is normal. Again, let's normalize the fact that we're not going to be on top of our game for every month every day every week it's not going to happen if we can get up and be aware hold that space and go and say guys I'm not feeling great today like my energy is all over the place I'm just I feel emotional you know this is how I'm feeling and I would just really love it if you could whatever it is you know help me by getting ready for school this morning or you know if you could just notice when I'm starting to get a little bit irritable and just come and support me maybe we could do a deep breath together or you know these are tools but the tool is only helpful because you have the awareness in yourself to show up as a leader to be empowered and come to them and say this is the truth this is my authentic self today and this is what I need in the moment and I think as mums we don't ask for anything one of the gaps I see so often is where mums say to me my kids are struggling they feel like they're not good enough and that you know they'll say I'm just a bad kid or you know especially if they do something wrong and we tell them off you know in air quotes <laughs> you know they then feel this sense of, of shame and like I did a bad thing and what happens is that in those moments where they're saying I'm a bad kid. And we're like, no, you're not. You need to love yourself. You are an incredible person. You know, you need to find that love within you. I wish you could just love yourself, like, because you're so perfect and divine. And then we look at what we model. And as mums, we burn ourselves out. We run ourselves ragged. We put everybody before ourselves. That 80 20 rule where 80% of the time we're giving, giving, giving. And it's like, are we modeling self care? Are we modeling self-love? That is a completely unacceptable concept 
in motherhood. It is just not part of our narrative. It is, you will give, you will push yourself, you will do everything for these children so they have the best life. But the truth is, the best life will come when you actually put yourself first and you start to receive something. And that is a whole program to be unraveled and unhooked and all the little stories and webs of you know beliefs that you have tied in with that based on your parenting and what you saw your parents do and Mm -hmm. so much of being a parent is learning to master your mindset and your energy and your emotions and that's why when I see so many parenting programs and tools based programs that say you know oh your children will stop having tantrums in three weeks. I'm like, it's it's not going to happen <laughs> because it's an inside job. We have to model it. We have to show up from this place of authentic expression mm. to be able to support our kids to have those tools themselves and be able to actually live a life that is empowered, that is connected and has this deep love and appreciation. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a journey. It really is a journey, but it starts with us. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I wrote down something it like kind of came through as you were talking there around like show up and be a leader. And it's like that that um, you know, concept of like a leader versus a manager. I think particularly in Western society, we're told that like being a parent is around managing your children. It's a manager's job. You are in charge and you are managing the household and the way everybody does. But what it is, is actually a, a leader's position. And you are particularly as a mother, you are the leader of your family. And a leader shows up in their authenticity and leads the way by their embodiment and and who they be. And that's the real definition that I that I just like came through as you were talking. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. it. Was we're trying to and those tools are like managerial tools. I'm going to manage you with this tool rather than just go. Well, I'm going to maybe utilize this tool for myself and see if it works. And if it does, you might see that it works for you too, and then you can do it. Like you know, it's so many incredible things and so many like you said, like programs that we get to unlearn. And it's okay if you've been doing things in a way that you're, you don't love and you're starting to feel like you, you want to maybe shift gears and, and, and try something new, whether your kids are little toddlers, whether you're brand new, whether or not you've got, you know, teenagers, like it doesn't, or adult children, it doesn't matter. You get to choose how you show up from right now in this, in this moment um, and you get to change change in whatever way feels good for you. There's no um, too, there's no such thing as too late. I don't subscribe to that at all. There's no such thing as too late. You get to choose right now how you show up. And I feel like I could pick your brain and talk to you for like a million. I can't believe we've been talking for like nearly an hour. <laughs> I um, love it. It's such incredible, incredible work that you're doing. Um, I have two final questions for you. Um, and the first one is, uh, what is a beautiful manifestation that has unfolded in your life and how did it unfold for you? And, um, it can be something really big or something really small and yummy. Oh, I was thinking about this and I, I feel like just to throw another little tiny tidbit of teaching in there, I like, I look at manifestation, I'm like, there are two real avenues that I see manifestation happening in my life there's those moments where I just have a thought and I'm like oh it'd be really beautiful if I could um you know meet a person or meet you know I need a new healer or something just a thought but there's no attachment to it and it just you know put that out there and you know oh the next day somebody suddenly drops in like oh this person and you should definitely check them out like oh my god amazing and that I feel like happens very frequently um you know just little things and I think they can often be missed you know when we think about manifesting it's like oh I sat down and I wanted to manifest this thing and I planned it all out and I think we miss manifestation a lot because they're so subtle and they're, they're almost like divine synchronicities that could just be passed off as oh well yeah that just happened um 
And so I feel like I have lots of little things that happen like that in my life. But then there are also the big, the big things, the things where it's like, I want to create something and I don't even necessarily sit there and think of it as a manifestation. I just think of it as an intuitive idea. Like, oh, I had this thought, this becomes a plan, the plan becomes actions and the actions create something. And I guess the two biggest manifestations in my life would be emigrating you know, leaving the UK and moving to Australia, which was a very intuitive decision after the cancer. And even where we relocated to was the middle of the outback. Like we we moved to a tiny little town, about 800 people in the middle of absolutely nowhere, didn't know anyone, didn't know the, the area. Um, and I loved it. Like my husband actually left three months before me and he was like, oh my God, she's going to get here and this is going to be a nightmare. He genuinely thought that we were going to like, you know, have a meltdown. And um, I loved it. And we ended up buying a property and we stayed there for nine years. So it was a beautiful manifestation that occurred completely naturally. Mm. Um, and of course, the other one is is kind of moving into the motorhome and being on the road full time. And again, that was a, an 18 month process from the moment that we had that discussion and we're like oh you know I think we might we might do this you know what about if we sell up and we you know buy some kind of van or and yeah it, it's lots of action steps and lots of fear but it's a manifestation we went from an idea a dream to a reality so yeah absolutely it's so good and like I you know use like the word like big and small purely so that like our um like logical mind can like comprehend it in that way but there's it, it really is just like something that maybe you had more or less resistance around like I um I love those like little synchronicities one of my favorite manifestations that happens on almost a daily basis is I always get the best car space I always do. It does not matter if it is like a busy day. Like our like shop, like local supermarket is across the road from the beach because I live by the beach and behind it is the local football ground. So on a hot day when the football is on, like the car park is chockers. It is so full. And I just go, like all people being like, how, why would you go and do your shopping on a Saturday, like afternoon? And I'm like, because I always get the perfect spot. And I just pull in and sure enough, there'll be one sitting there or somebody will leave right as I go past and I will get the closest spot. And that's just, and, and I always go, thank you universe. I'm yeah, like, yeah. and my friends, my friends are always like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I just do. I have no resistance to it. I, I love just it. Get, I put in my order with the universe for the car park, but it is, it's yeah. those like small things are yeah. so magical. They're so beautiful. It's the, it's just that you don't really have any resistance over it because if you didn't get the perfect car spot, you wouldn't really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And I, I think that is one of those things where people, and I, I know that I've had this in my life, this concept of manifestation, it almost gets built up into a a, a thing that becomes almost so big that there is desperation attached and that's when it becomes a struggle. And then I see people in so much flux with, but I really want this thing, but now I'm attached to it. So it's not working out because I can't just let go. And, you know, it's, it's, I think you're right. The little things that happen because there's no attachment because it's just mm. a thought and like, Oh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. We actually had that happen last week my son so my husband works away obviously I'm single parenting for maybe three four weeks at a time and so I'm with the kids every day and my son is 13 and my two daughters are only eight and six so there's quite a big gap and we went they wanted to go see the Barbie movie and my son is like I am not coming to see the Barbie movie <laughs> I was like that's okay darling that's fine he can stay at the van that's fine wasn't a problem but he said, Mom, I really want to go and see the Meg 2, which is about this ginormous shark. And I was like, great. Yeah, excellent. Let's go do that. But of course, I couldn't because I've got the girls and I can't do anything. You know, I'm, I've got no one to look after them. And the next day, a couple who we've met on the road several times just happened to pull up in the van park next to us. So like, kids love them so excited to see them and they were like oh we'll babysit the girls for you no problem 
And I was like, mate, you want to go and see it? And he said, yeah, mom, I'd love to go. And I was like, that it was that simple. I just mm-hmm. put the thought out there, oh, it'd be so nice to take him. But I just didn't have the capacity, you know, to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just so divine, you know, that they would just show up at any van park they could be at. We didn't even know that they would be coming to the same town as us. And there they are. And I was like, yeah. Of course. Perfect. Yeah. Of course. And my, my like, mantra, and I said, I've got my friend saying it now, is just, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Obviously yeah. that this was how this would happen. And that's just my manager just normalizing it. And those small things, when you acknowledge them, it's it feeds into that underlying belief that things are always working out for you. Yeah. That the universe has got your back. Yeah. That you get what you want. And it just that like that's the underlying, like deeply rooted belief when you acknowledge those, you know, quote unquote smaller things, is it builds the belief in the bigger things as well. Because there's no difference between manifesting a car park and manifesting a billion dollars. There is no difference. It's just (laughs) like energetically, it's the same thing. Like, Yeah. 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 It's just those underlying beliefs, isn't it? And Mm. I think building the gratitude and like you said, just the awareness, the more we become aware of it, it's like a Mm. snowball. You start to just take the one little step and then it, it grows and grows and grows. And I feel like it's a perpetual journey. Because oh, even yeah. in my life, I'm like, I actually look forward to it now, all the little learnings and the the little bits and pieces, whereas I used to be in that space of fixing. Oh, what's, you know, what's wrong with me? Why is there this thing now? I've got to find the solution to like this next issue. And now I'm just like, oh, it's just great. Like this is the next little piece that we get to alchemize to, you know, open the next door to what's coming through. Like you said, the universe is always going to provide for us. So mm-hmm. it definitely expands doesn't it and opens amazing oh my gosh I love, I love talking about manifestation I could talk about it forever <laughs> um on that subject final question what is something that you are currently manifesting I'm like just on a mission to have particularly women speak their desires out loud stop hiding them from the world share them <laughs> tell us what you're currently calling in I am calling in actually traveling around Europe so we're kind of doing the the Australia bit right now. And um, I was like, cool, what are we going to do next? Because we don't have a house to go to. So we're either going to have to kind of find somewhere to settle back down or maybe go somewhere else. So my new vision is to, yeah, go over to Europe and then travel with the kids over there and become a world schooling family. That sounds amazing. I cannot wait to see you just <laughs> hopping around Europe. <laughs> yeah, be amazing. That sounds incredible. So this has been amazing. Where can people find you, connect with you, um, learn more from you? Yeah, so if people are interested, we have a free Facebook group called the Quantum Parenting Collective, um, which has lots of resources and videos and um, audios. And then we also have the IPIK Academy is our paid membership space where you can get access to different levels of membership right up to kind of VIP working with me one-to-one and getting access to all of the programs, the actual tools um, and some of the the really shifting mindset work um, to to basically begin or, or to continue your journey as an intuitive parent so our website is um, www.ipikproject.com um so all the information is there or yeah just search for us on facebook um the facebook group is just forward slash parenting collective amazing and i'll pop all of those links in the show notes so people can find you easily um thank you so much for coming on emily i have loved this conversation i'm just I'm so in love with this like topic it's so 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 fun for me no thank you for having me it's been amazing and I always love chatting about alchemy and manifesting so yeah so aligned thank you beautiful you're so welcome if you've listened this far well done you're truly devoted to creating a life of your deepest desires If you loved this episode, share it with a friend or better yet, rate and review the show. It truly does help get this message into the hearts of more people who need it. 
Plus, it's like giving me a big virtual hug. Don't forget to DM me over on Instagram at I am Emily Burke and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. I love connecting with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, keep making moves to create your most authentically you dream life.